My name is Kenny Jacoby. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. So United dominated Arsenal, but <laughs> oh, okay, we're going. It's we're true. Going, it's true. We're getting into the if domination, you, are we? It was a dominant performance. Did you do your vocal exercises? I don't do vocal. I okay. I normally have a cup of tea in the morning before like a soccer broadcast. But English breakfast. Yeah, a little bit. I don't, I don't go. have any. I don't have any scones or crumpets mm. or anything. So that's. I don't think I've ever had a crumpet. I haven't either. Yeah. I don't even know. I wouldn't be able to identify one. We'll have some next time on the show. How does that sound? <laughs> Hello, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Sean Meadow, and I'm a sports writer for the Emerald. And here with me today, once again, Will Campbell. Thanks for having me on the show, Sean. Anytime. It's not really my show at this point, but it's just... One of those, one of those podcasts that, you know, we just decide, hey, let's start recording. Let's let's do it here at Allen Hall at the University of Oregon in the journalism school, and we'll see where it goes. And we will, but we're gonna lead with something that, well, happened. It's one twenty-three here, Monday, November twenty-first, and maybe like an hour ago. I I don't know, forty-five minutes. I, I don't about remember hour, when yeah. that U.S. Soccer tweet came up, but. Jurgen Klinsmann has been sacked, or the terminology used was parted ways. U.S. Soccer with a tweet to say that, well, the manager, the head coach, and technical director is no more Jurgen Klinsmann. The leading candidate is Los Angeles Galaxy coach and former U.S. Soccer head coach. He led them to the 2002 quarterfinals, Bruce Arena. So I was a little surprised by this. Um, a little bit more than you from what I could tell, but, um, you know, I wasn't really expecting him to get sacked. He, he has a solid record, but... Oh, absolutely. He's done so much for the for U.S. soccer. He's brought in some great talent. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wood, Christian Pulisic. You can start naming multiple players. He's given Maggie, chances yeah. to a lot of people. But, you know, when you come into a game against Mexico, yeah, it's in Columbus, but mm-hmm. you come into a game against Mexico with a 3-5-2 formation you know you're going to get beat. You have to come in with what you normally fire away with. And you're coming with a weaker back line. It's just three center backs. Yeah. You can't do that. A lot of his um, coaching has been experimental, and he's been a little bit more progressive with the U.S. Men's National Team. But, you know, his experiment has come to an end, and uh, it just hasn't really worked out. And, I mean, you look at 2013, they had a great winning streak, 12 games. Longest in the history, yeah. And, I mean... He's done some fantastic things. I'm not denying that. He's got a great group of players. I think he's just not getting everything out of them. And Bruce Arena, he can do that. I've never seen a, an American soccer coach get the most out of his players like we've seen in Bruce Arena at the Galaxy. He gets players like Baggio Husidic, who no one had heard of before he showed up at L.A., I think. And there he is just really showing what he's capable of. And he has scored some fantastic goals. He has had some incredible games. and. He just finds roles for players who he sees some potential in. Emmanuel Boateng from UC Santa Barbara ends up playing for the Galaxy. He had a phenomenal, phenomenal game against Real Salt Lake in the playoffs this year. And yeah, and I think Bruce Arena... Bruce Arena's a, the right guy, I think, and I think it'll be him. Jason Kreis is listed, but it'll, it'll be Arena, in my opinion. Yeah, well, Arena has a lot more experience than Klinsman, and I think Bruce... You know, he understands the American game a lot more. So, And then you see something like Klinsman saying earlier in the week, I think it was yesterday, maybe Saturday, that people calling for his head, quote, don't know soccer. That's right. That's right. So is that just a shot at the American public, or, or what is going on? I don't know. I'm not sure, but um, I think that may have pushed him over the edge there. Well, 
I think it did. Uh, you know, he did it to himself. That's that's what we can say there. Mm-hmm. But we're not here just to rant about Jurgen Klinsmann. We're here to talk about some EPL as well, and we'll get into some Champions League later on too. Will you, an Arsenal fan, myself, a Man United fan? Well, they played each other. And one team, in my opinion, and I think in many people's view, dominated that match, and that was Manchester United, the home side, just really dominating the pace, controlling the tempo of the match. And one goal for United. Juan Mata gets the mm-hmm. breakthrough in the second half. Mm-hmm. Better check had a great match. United just dominated but couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. No dagger at the end. They laid off. Schneiderlin came in to try and hold it down. Phil Jones has a bit of a slip in the box on that header. And one shot on target. It's off of Giroud. Olivier Giroud. And the Frenchman scores. 1-1. I, I think he has eight goals off of his last nine shots. So That's unbelievable. Yeah, he's kind of on a streak here, although he hasn't been making the starting lineup. So I think Giroud, his mentality has really been to, you know, to prove it to Wenger that he deserves the starting spot. But I think just something really interesting that happened in that game was that the result of Manchester United, you know, gaining this lead and then dropping it off and Arsenal scoring this late equalizer, I mean, from the history of these two clubs, that's usually the opposite. United with what what we called in the past Fergie time when Sir Alex Ferguson was in charge, your 94th minute equalizer off of the head of someone like Eric Cantona or later years in 99, you had that from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Teddy Sheringham in the 99 Champions League final. Against Bayern Munich, two goals in stoppage time to come back from 1-0 down at the new camp in Barcelona. Yep. Late in May in 1999. Yeah. So the history is kind of turning the tables a little bit for these clubs. But, you know, Wenger, he, he picked the starting lineup with more of a defensive game in mind. And that was honestly, that was genius because he struggles against Mourinho. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they did struggle, but United couldn't get inside the goal mouth. Mm-mm. And I think that's what hurt because, you know, we haven't really seen many Man United shots from the outside going in. A couple from Ibrahimovic against, was it Bournemouth and then Swansea? And then Pogba scored a strike for the ages against Swansea, but he that hasn't really nice done one, much yeah. since. But Mm-mm. he had a good match, but I don't think there was much on the shooting end that was positive for United. But I felt like the Antonio Valencia incident. Yeah, let's talk about That's that. That's a penalty. That's a penalty. Montreal so? dives into him. That's a rugby tackle. There's no intention for the ball. I mean, the USA-Mexico game, there was a mm-hmm. tackle, Christian Pulisic, and it was the equivalence of a football tackle at the line where the guy kind of dives at the legs using his back. This was different. There was an arm extended over there the midsection. I know the color commentator on the call, I forget who it was. I know I think it was John Champion was doing play-by-play, but I forget who the color was. He's trying to make the argument that Valencia should have fallen backwards, but Antonio Valencia is the fastest player in the Premier That's League. That's right, yeah. So if you trip him up in the midsection, I don't think he falls backwards. So I, I think a physics lesson is in order there, but that was a penalty in my opinion. I don't hear many arguments going the other way. I know a lot of it was an early morning match, 4.30 mm-hmm. was kickoff, but was that a penalty as an Arsenal fan? Like, Obviously, you're going to say no. That's not a penalty. Like, There's been worse that have been not called, and that's absolutely true. But was that a penalty from a non-biased perspective? I thought it, honestly, I thought it could have gone either way. If it would have been called a penalty, I wouldn't have been surprised. You think it was a big game, and Andre Mariner, the referee, goes, this is a huge match. I can't ruin it with a penalty. United's dominating. They'll probably score. They did score, but they didn't hold on. That's right, and I think that that may have factored into it, although it seemed like Valencia was kind of trying to sell it, you know, and that 
That's part of the game. That is part of the game. You see it in basketball too. <laughs> you do, and football. But, and football. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think from Andre Mariner's perspective, he may have been thinking, well, there was an arm, Montreal fell, and Valencia got some contact and just decided to go over. So, <sighs> penalty. <laughs> That's how I'm going to end that argument. But a good match, I think, nonetheless. That was exciting soccer from at least a United perspective. Arsenal can be very pleased with that, I think. It was a stressful game for me. Definitely, yeah, I, I can imagine. It probably feels like a loss for most Man United fans. I know if I put myself in my own shoes as a United fan, I would say, yeah, that felt rough, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that match. I didn't didn't get tired even though it was five in the morning at some point i might have to thank my upstairs neighbors for still being awake and i don't even know what the heck they were doing but there was a door involved and it woke up my entire apartment they thought it was me celebrating a goal they were all warned that i would be up and i said if there's something spectacular you can't blame me i might make some noise they thought it was me i got my door knocked on by my room really, really saying can you not be celebrating i said it's nil nil and i wouldn't be celebrating the way we're playing right now well i gave a good shout um after that late equalizer and, and I, I i gave a good fist to the pillow type of reaction <laughs> you gotta suppress those uh so celebrations just sink back the morning. into my bed and went back to sleep and just pretended like it didn't even happen. <laughs> I guess that's all you can do with that. Yeah, yeah. But there's some 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 light at the end of the tunnel. I, I agree. Think. There's I a agree. lot of soccer to be played. It's not even Christmas. You look at what happens at Christmas, and that's the point that I always look at and go, that's that's how the the table's going to shape. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. And no, normally, no. whoever's in the relegation zone at the bottom of the table normally gets relegated, and for the first time, when the that league- was that was changed when Leicester survived. Oh, absolutely. That next year, 5,000 to 1 odds, winning the title, anything can happen. I can believe in that. United sitting in sixth, Chelsea at the top of the table. I think Chelsea wins the league. I think City will contest. Liverpool's going to fall off. I just, I don't see them it's, holding on. I don't think there's enough depth there. I, I don't, yeah, I yeah. know, I know Klopp is a great manager. The players, he's getting the most out of everyone. I mean, Daniel Sturridge can't score for club. He scores for country, but now he's going to be back and he's going to start scoring and time to panic. But they did draw. Who did they draw this weekend? It was Southampton. It was a nil-nil match, but Liverpool dominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but meanwhile, they're looking good. Yeah. But Chelsea's just on they've what? Been, they've been crawling up the win table. Streak. They're yeah. just winning constantly. I think Costa has a ridiculous goals to games ratio. It's like a twelve played, eleven goals, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, he's doing well. Arsenal's looking good. City's probably going to challenge Chelsea at the end of the year. I think United gets in there, taking that spot from Liverpool. They fall out of the Champions League qualifications that's what i think it ends I, uh, up being. that would not surprise me yeah i just yeah. i just don't see a jose Mourinho managed side especially with the talent that united has there's youth there's optimism within the players i think seeing them draw against stoke they played well draw against burnley they played extremely well draw against arsenal they dominated but nothing to show from it three points out of those three home matches but well, i think it's a matter whatever. of time before um that chemistry develops on Ma- manchester united oh, it side, will so. they'll be title favorites next year i wouldn't be surprised but there's another competition just around the corner. That's right. Tomorrow, yeah. some Champions League. There, there doesn't seem to be very many intriguing matches tomorrow. There are here, some here and there. Tottenham, Monaco. That's probably the best one because Spurs could get knocked out with a loss, I believe. That's right, yeah. I'm looking at the tables right now, and it doesn't look good for Spurs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. What are they? Four points. If Monaco beats them, they go up, and they get an automatic bid to the next round. If Moscow loses to Leverkusen, which I think happens, it's out of reach. Mm-hmm. One match to go in the group stage. Spurs is in 
big trouble. That's right. Spurs, they've been having to spread themselves thin, being in the Champions League and the Premier League. and. But then you see the opposite for Leicester. They're tanking in the Premier League, That's and they're right, dominating yeah. in their Champions League group. That being said, they're in a pretty weak group, but... There isn't really no such thing as a weak group in the Champions League. That's the point of the tournament itself. They've got Porto, Copenhagen, and Bruges. Bruges at the bottom, Copenhagen in third, Porto probably going through with the Premier League defending champions, but I did not expect to see Leicester City on the top of a table in a Champions League group. They'll be going on to the next round, I think. They would play Juventus or Sevilla in the next round. Should be exciting. And that would be one game I would keep an eye on. But I think the bigger matches come on Wednesday. Celtic-Barcelona. That's right. Always a fun one. Yes, it is. Arsenal-PSG, that should be a great match. And I think the most interesting thing to keep in mind there is, is Olivier Giroud going to start this match? Because, you know, he's as a, as a Frenchman, he's, you know, playing in a club that he has a lot of ties to. So... It's a trade-off there with, with Alexis Sanchez and, and Olivier Giroud because I know that you know Wenger has said that Sanchez, he's been starting in the striker position because he can play on the flanks and in the center, but Giroud is more of a traditional striker and a lot more powerful. So we'll I'd, give him, I'd give him a go. I would put too. Him, put him up top. Oh, oh, absolutely. Impact sub and yeah. Alexis Sanchez playing anywhere I think is a positive for any team. Any team's lucky to have that kind of player. Another match to look forward to, I think, much in Gladbach and... Manchester City, the last time they played each other, there was a bit of a rainstorm going on in Manchester. I think a rainstorm is an understatement, more of a monsoon. Match was postponed. They That's played right. the next day, and City came out on top. And, yep. you know, I like the people that run the Twitter account for Munch and Gladback, but they trained at Man United's old training facilities, and there was a little fun Twitter go about. I don't know how else to describe it, but that game I think will be a good one. Munch and Gladback has the capabilities. Eden Hazard's younger brother, Thorgan, plays for the German side. Mm -hmm. He's a talented kid. I think he could cause some problems. City's so inconsistent sometimes. It just is interesting to see if they'll end up actually playing well or not. But that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like City. I don't either. And... I say that as obviously a United fan, but I also don't like them because their matches aren't as fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just that Pep Guardiola is a good manager, I think so. I don't like to use the word great to describe a manager too often, but he hasn't had to build a squad. No. We haven't had to see that guy come into a team that's in shambles. City's in the Champions League. Which they barely made. Which they to, barely made, yeah. but they're in the Champions League. He knows how to coach a team in the Champions League, so that's a big plus there. I hate the end of the group stage because it always feels like what we expected ends up happening. There's always like one weird one where it's like Spurs in this instance, but that's how that is. But we'll have to keep an eye on those matches. Yeah, yeah. And I think those will be fun. It should be a good one. You think Arsenal beats PSG? Oh, I don't know if I want to answer that. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to answer that and say yes they do. <laughs> okay. Because I'm glad PS to hear it. but at the same time PSG playing in Ligue 1, it's hardly any soccer they have to play against big opponents. That's but right. Yep. We'll have to wait and see those matches will be played tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So if you're listening on either Tuesday or Wednesday, the 22nd of November, 23rd of November, you might be too late. <laughs> Midday Pacific time, 11.45 to be exact. Those matches will be on the airwaves. You can catch them on TV most likely with Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2, etc. That's all we have for today, Will. It's thanks been fun. For, thanks for listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Sean Meadow. And for, I'm Will, for Will Campbell right here. Thank you. Thank you. And you want to listen to more? You should because to hear more, it's pretty simple. Visit dailyemerald.com or subscribe to the Emerald Podcasts on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Well, cheers. <laughs>